Good morning and welcome to our online service. My name is Mike Bailey. I'm the pastor here at Gaten Baptist Church and I'm so happy that you decided to log in and join us as we uh, still want to gather together and worship God together and have a time where we can connect. I know this is a little unique uh, and different, uh, but it is exciting that we live in a time that we can gather regardless of if we are physically in the same area or if we're at our homes um, as we are dealing with a, a very large issue as a culture and as people, and we want to be mindful of that. I did want to mention that on the site you're looking at, there's a share button. So if you'd like to share this with a friend or a family member, uh, we would love for you to do that. Also, if you go to our website, you're going to find all the services that we've done uh, over the past weeks and the messages. And so if you want to go to gaten.church media, um, all of them are there for you to look at and to follow. Uh, we're continuing our series on cultivating uh, health. Uh, we started with how can we cultivate a Christ-centered church and, and being intentional in that. And then we went to how can we cultivate uh, love here at Gaten, and we talked about the importance of um, being for each other and that relationship we have to Christ. And so today we're gonna we're gonna be looking at cultivating health. Now, before we go into the message, I did I did want to answer um, a question that obviously uh, we had to answer this week: is would we meet together? Would we gather at the church? And uh, that was not an easy question to answer. Um, as you're aware, uh, the governor had announced a state of emergency. Um, schools have shut down, and so there is uh, a high calling or a high need for us to, to be aware of that as a church. Um, but as we discussed it as, as a team and we prayed about it, uh, for me personally, it came down to the fact that, that we've been talking about being disciples who make disciples of all generations. And we want to care about all generations. And we know this is affecting all generations. And so we want to be mindful of that. We also talk about Gaten and what it stands for. As we go through the acrostic, the Y stands for you, your friends, your family, everybody you know. And so we wouldn't want someone to come to church and contract the virus and then... Um, and, and have to deal with that, we want to be part of the solution, not the problem. And so uh, all of those things went into play. Uh, we take this very seriously. Uh, we do think it is important for us to physically gather. Um, and so we encourage you, uh, as, as this time will come and go, uh, that we return together and worship together as a family. Uh, but we're going to continue uh, with our series on how do we have a healthy culture and uh, definitely we look around the world and we see um, there's a lot, of, a lot of challenges with physical health. And we're, we're being told uh, the best ways to avoid uh, this current virus is, is by washing our hands. But you know, in the spiritual realm, there's also a level of health. How can we maintain health as spiritual beings as well? And I think um, we are given some keys to that in Scripture. And so that's what we're going to dive into this morning. Um, it's a unique time. And uh, that means God is calling us uh, to, to an even deeper relationship with Him. So before we look at Scripture this morning, let's go ahead and precede it with prayer. Uh, if, if you would pray with me, please. Father God, I am so grateful. So grateful for today. So grateful for life. So grateful for hope beyond this life. And Lord, I pray that um, we would recognize that you do love us, you do care for us. And Lord, I thank you um, that where you are, there is no viruses, there is no sin. And so we look forward to that day when we're with you. Uh, Lord, we pray that your will would be done in our hearts and our lives and that we would follow uh, the path you've given us. 
Although we ask you today to give us what we need as we have spiritual needs, we have physical needs, um, and Lord, we look around our world and we see uh, challenges everywhere, people that uh, are, will not be able to work, people that will be going through uh, new stresses, people that um, have, have res- uh, are, are dealing with the virus, Lord, are dealing with disease and sickness today. Lord, we pray that you would bring healing and hope, that you would provide us with what we need at this moment. And Lord, I pray that we would recognize you are a gracious and merciful God, that you love us, you care for us, you desire the best for us. Help us to trust that today. Help us to believe that today. And Lord, as we are gathering, um, not physically, uh, but we are gathering, Lord, in your name, we ask that you would be lifted up, that you would protect us, you would guide us, you would give us wisdom and discernment. And Lord, you would help us as we navigate life with this new challenge. And Lord, that we would look to you and that we wouldn't have fear, but we would have hope and that we would point people to the hope that you've given us. We pray that you would guide uh, this time as we look to your words. We thank you for John. We thank you how you spoke through him to us. Uh, We pray that we would uh, be able to hear it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we're going to be looking at John uh, chapter 13. We're also going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6. Um, There's a good level of connection between those passages. Uh, Just uh, for some context, John was such an integral part of sharing us sharing with us the life of Christ, that he was one of Jesus' closest disciples. He walked with Christ, and um, he witnessed most of what Christ did through his ministry. And John took the time to record those conversations. And what we're reading today is toward the end of Jesus' ministry. He's, he's telling his disciples, prepare uh, your hearts, get ready, because I'm about to, to do something um, that will change everything, but you're going to have to trust me, and, and, and you're going to go through some difficult times. And there is a valley ahead, and there is... There is something that's going to be very difficult for you in the days to come, but I want you to focus on the words I'm about to tell you so that you can have hope, so you can have peace, so you can have a healthy heart, both physically and spiritually, and cultivating that healthy heart. And so here are the words that John, uh, as we continue on, we've been reading John 15, uh, verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And as I look at that, I see this, this first statement that Jesus makes is, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And, and I think about the fact that I didn't choose when I would be born. I did not choose where I would be born. I did not choose so many things about my life. Um, God had ordained them in his sovereign will. He has placed me on the planet at this time. And, and he has put the people in my life that he's put in my life for a reason and a purpose. And, and here I see that purpose as he's appointed you so that you might bear good fruit, fruit that will last. And I think about that statement and I, and I recognize that I have an appointment, you have an appointment, that God has appointed a time for you to be on earth. Do you recognize right now, all of us are appointed to be on the earth at this moment um, through these challenges. And we are to bear fruit even through these challenges. These are opportunities God has given us to bear fruit. And not just any fruit, but fruit that will last. And I think that the question here is, is the fruit of my life as I live through this time, as I, as I live through the, the days that God has for me in the future, will that fruit pass the test of time? Will it live on past me? Because we look at Christ's fruit and we see a church of billions of people that worship him. We see Christ's fruit and we see lives that have been changed and transformed. We see the fruit of Christ. We see the fruit of for Jesus' disciples. We see the fruit of how they made such a major impact in the world. So 
much so that today some of the greatest organizations in our world that do the most good are, are fruit that has lasted. Um, I know many of you heard, have heard of World Vision or Samaritan's Purse, or even for us as a church, we work with Feed My Starving Children. Many of these organizations uh, f- point completely to Jesus and his ministry as why they exist. His fruit has lasted. His fruit has made such an amazing impact in, in the world and in lives, individuals um, all over the world. And so uh, he has been the example when it comes to the fruit that he's calling us to have. And so I think to myself, do I have that kind of fruit? Is my life producing that kind of fruit? Is your life producing that kind of fruit? And I, I look to Christ and I say, look, I, I need you in this. I need your help. I need your guidance. I need you to give me wisdom and one of the things that we see over and over again is what, what we see here. Uh, John actually records that Jesus tells his disciples seven times to ask God for help, to ask God and he will give. We see it again here in John chapter uh, 15, verse 16. At the end of the verse says, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. If you are living uh, in this relationship to Christ, that he is listening, and it's, he's saying, you ask, you're responsible to ask, and it's my responsible, uh, responsibility to do. And so are we asking? What does that mean? What does it mean to ask God? What is Jesus really saying here to his disciples? It's interesting to me, if you study the Old Testament, and I would encourage you to do a study where you look at what did Jesus specifically teach his disciples? He did teach them specifically to do one thing. And it's the thing I believe they saw him do most of his ministry, and that was prayer. He taught them directly the principles and tools on how to pray. And that's what we're going to look at here at Matthew chapter 6, verse 18, verse 8 through 13. Jesus was direct in this. He was intentional in this. He was saying, look, I want to give you a tool. I want to give you something that you can use every day of your life. First, he's talking to his disciples who would then go on to go through very challenging lives where almost all of them were put to death for their faith, that they walked lives that were full of, of hardship, and yet Jesus is giving them a tool that will help them have the power, have the heart, have the health, the spiritual health they'll need to persevere through those things. And so that's what what we want to look at. We want to say, how can you and I um, have this, this tool and use this tool that Jesus gave his disciples? How can we apply it to our life? And so what I would look at is the seven P's of prayer, the seven P's of prayer. And Jesus lines those up in Matthew chapter six at verses eight through 13. And here's how it begins. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. And so Jesus is basically saying, look, nothing's a mystery to God. He is, he is timeless. He knows exactly everything about you. He knows where you've come from, why you are where you are. He knows everything about you. He knows what's going to happen to you. But what it is, what he's trying to say to us is that there is a relationship. He wants us to be in relationship. That means a relationship is me pursuing, me desiring, me um, putting energy and time and to knowing him and talking to him. And so uh, even though he knows it all, he says, here is a way in which you can pray. And it's interesting, he doesn't say, pray these exact words. He says, here's a tool. Here are the points of reference. Here's the template I'm giving you on how you can pray so that you can cultivate a healthy heart, so that you can navigate the hard times in life, so that you can uh, live into the peace that I have for you, the joy I have for you. And I can answer your prayers and that God can answer our prayers uh, with a 
affirmatives and with responses. And so as we look, here's how it begins. This is the first P of, of prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed is your name. The first P is perspective. As we look at this, we see it's our Father. It's relational. He wants us to look at Him as our Father, not as our general, not even as our King, but as our Father. As we come to Him every day of our lives, um, do we go to, our, to, to God as Father? I think this can define so many things about our relationship to God, how we feel about God, how we see God. Is He a good Father? Is He a loving Father? Does He truly care about me and my circumstances? Does He care about my fears right now? Does He care about my anxieties? Does he care about those people um, that are hurting today uh, because of, of all the things that are going on. And so Jesus says that every time I come to the, to the Father, I, to come to him in that way, that, that in, in my relationship to him, in my perspective to him, he is a good father. And not only is he a good father, he's the perfect father. He is the holy one. We're told to call him hallowed or holy, meaning he's always going to make the right decisions. He's always going to do the right thing. He has the very best intent for you and for me. And so as I come to him, that he is father and that um, he is holy. And so here's a prayer that, that may go along with that. Father, I believe you're above all things and always do what is right. I believe you are above all things and always do what is right. Secondly, the second P in prayer is purpose. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. First, he tells us of his kingdom. Um, his purpose is to bring his kingdom about. We live in a, in a broken world. Obviously, we all can see that today. Uh, our world is, is very fragile. Very small things can, can do major damage. Um, you think about even uh, this virus that is microscopic, how it has, has, has basically um, brought to, to down so many great things, so many large things. Uh, we will not have the NCAA tournament. NBA has stopped. Um, Disney has closed, uh, has shut down. These are things that we, can't, we would never imagine could happen. And yet uh, something so small can have such a major impact. And we're told that there is a day when that will all be resolved, that God will bring justice and he will bring hope. And so one of his, pur uh, one of his purposes is that his perfect kingdom will be coming. And it is, uh, it is the best place. And, the, and in that place, his will is done, both on earth and in heaven. And when I think about that, I think about the fact that God is saying, I am involved in your physical life, I'm involved in what's going on physically for you as, as you need food and shelter and, and emotional it, uh, needs and all the things that come along with life. The physical needs we have are so important to God, but also the spiritual needs, the hope, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the things that generate within us uh, a feeling of, of a security in God, that he cares about all these things. And in his kingdom, um, he deals both on earth and in heaven. He deals with both the physical and the spiritual. And so the second P of, of prayer is purpose. What is my purpose when I come to the Lord? What am I trying to communicate? And so here's a prayer I can pray along those lines when I deal with purpose. I believe that there will be no sickness in your kingdom. I trust you with my physical life and my spiritual life. And so one of the things, too, is that as I pray this, do I truly believe it? Is it truly who I am? Is this flowing from my heart? Is this truly the desire of, of me? And then he goes on to say, 
Give us this day our daily bread, our provision, your current needs. God cares about your needs today. He cares about all the things that, that are going on in your life, and he wants to supply it. Uh, here's a prayer. We can pray along that line, those lines. Please give me what I need today and help me not to worry about tomorrow. It's really hard right now not to worry about tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow seems unknown, uncertain. What will happen? And yet here, even in this prayer, as I come to the Lord and I ask him to provide today, um, he he doesn't say provide uh, the bread for the rest of the year or the rest of my life, but provide it today. Help me to trust you with what I need today. Help me not to worry about the things that will come, but where I am at this moment and to focus my heart and my life there. And then he goes on. Uh, in, ver- the, in verse 12, the fourth P, which is pardon, and forgive us our debts as also we have forgiven our debtors. Grace. God always comes back to this point of grace, that you and I need grace. Uh, we can't even have this amazing relationship with God except by His grace. That on the cross, He paid for this relationship. He established this relationship. That grace is established um, through Him for us that he has pardoned us, he has pardoned us from our sins so that we can have relationship. And every day, it's important for me to begin the day, it's important for me to live through the day, recognizing that I am forgiven and um, I have a hope and a future, no matter what happens, no matter what obstacles, no matter what challenges, I can have a healthy, cultivated heart uh, spiritually because I understand that I am pardoned. Um, Please help me to have patience with others and have patience and you have patience with me. And so it's not easy. It's a challenge. It's difficult. Verse 13 says, and do not lead us into temptation. The the fifth P is pathway. I need guidance. You need guidance. One of the biggest difficulties in life is the uncertainty of the future. And obviously right now we're living into that. What will happen tomorrow? What will, what will life be like uh, in the weeks to come, in the months to come, in the year to come? How much different will my life be like? And so we need to have guidance and discernment. Discernment meaning having uh, understanding that is from God that he can see much greater than I can see and that I can trust him in that. And that I'm going to rely that where he's leading me is worthy of me following. That that's the best path possible for me. And so every day praying this prayer of, Lord, give me the pathway, and that would be the P, the fifth P being pathway, that I can have guidance. Please help me to make wise choices today. Please help me to make wise choices today. And then he goes on to say, but deliver us from evil. Number six in in the P, seven P's of prayer is protection. That life is dangerous. The Bible never says it's going to be easy or that everything's going to happen the way you want it or that things are always going to work out the way you'd like. But it does say that he is there with us and he will provide and he will guide. And so today we can ask for that protection. We can go to our father and say, Father, please protect me, protect my children, protect my friends, protect um, those that I know and and care about, protect those that are in other parts of the world today. Um, He is there and he's saying, if you ask, I will listen and I will I will be involved. And so a prayer that we can pray is, I trust you in your protection for me and my family today. I trust you in your protection for me and my family today. And then he finishes the the, the prayer with the seventh P is the promise. 
For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. What an amazing statement. This is a promise he's making. This is what we build our lives on um, when you come to Christ. Coming to Christ recognizing that I am lost, that I am in need of a Savior, that there is a promise that, yes, um, this world is sinful. It is, it is corrupted. It is broken. I am sinful. I am corrupted. But through Christ, there's a promise of things becoming perfect, things becoming made new. And so there's a future in that. There's a future in his kingdom. We will never worry about these things ever, ever again. And so every day, God has given us a tool. Christ has taught us this tool, taught it to his disciples to every day go to him. And he said, if you ask, I will answer. I will talk to you. I will reveal myself to you. And so here's here's a way I can live out this prayer and reword it for my own personal situation. Reword it so it's relational with God. Father, I believe you are above all things and always do what is right. I believe there is no sickness in your kingdom I trust you with my physical life and my spiritual life. Please give me what I need today and help me not to worry about tomorrow. Please help me to have patience with others as you have patience with me. I trust in your protection for me and my family. Please help me to focus on the future you have promised for me. I look at that and I think about the truth that every day I have this tool that I can go to God. Every day you can use this tool to go to God. Maybe right now you're saying, I haven't really thought of these things before. My spiritual life hasn't really been a big part of my life. And, and um, I, you know, I, I don't know where to start. Well, this is an amazing place to start. This is a place where you can say to God, um, I'm recognizing my need for you. I'm recognizing that you have forgiven me. I'm recognizing that you can provide and give me wisdom and you can help me along life's journey. And I can trust you. And this is a powerful thing. I can trust you that no matter what happens today, no matter what happens in our world, what happens in in our towns, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, that you can be trusted that you will one day come and, and bring your kingdom and that your kingdom uh, will never, ever deal with these types of things again. And so that's the hope we have. And this is an amazing tool. I believe if every day we could live out this tool, we would cultivate such a healthy spirit that, that God would be able to, to speak to us clearly, that we would be able to hear him clearly, and we would be guided by his spirit. But I think it starts with, am I willing to make this commitment? Am I willing to say, God, I need you in my life. I need you um, to guide me and give me wisdom. Um, as I look around, I see hardships and I see struggle. I see a broken place, and I need to know that there's a hope for the future. And Jesus has lined it up. He's told his disciples this. He's telling us this today. And now it's our opportunity. So my encouragement to you would be this today. You're at your house. uh, Maybe you're driving. I don't know where you are, but you're at a place where you can consider the next two weeks. If your kids are home or or your schedule is going to be a little different, you're working from home, you can be a little bit more intentional with your, skele- with your calendar and your schedule. And so I would encourage you, would you be willing to take time out of your morning to set aside to say, look, I want to be intentional about this. Um, 
John obviously thought this was important. He wrote it seven times that we should ask God. We should talk to God. Um, this is an important part of being his disciple. And so I want to make it an important part of my life. Would you make that commitment? And then let's ask and see what he does. Let's talk and see how he moves. Um, I think that, that God is, is always shows up. I know he always shows up when we faithfully seek after him, because he's always seeking after us. Remember, he chose us for this time, this place. He's appointing us. He wants us to produce fruit. But the only way we can produce fruit that will last is if we are connected to him, if we are, are empowered into him. In, in the beginning of John 15, he says, he is the vine, we are the branches. All of the energy, all of the life comes from him and then grows out through us. So it overflows out of us into the world around us. And this is a time that that's so needed. Um, we have an opportunity to share life with people, share life when all they see is death, share life with a world that so desperately needs it. And so here would be my, my challenge for you as we go through this week and as we continue to, to evaluate and see what's going on in the world around us, um, would we take time out of our day to submit and to use this tool of prayer and ask the Lord to guide us and ask the Lord to give us wisdom and ask the Lord to protect us and uh, to, to show us what he has for us. And so um, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you haven't come to that place in your life where where you've even had that initial conversation and um, you have said, God, I need your help. I need your salvation. Please come into me and, and guide me the rest of my life. That is a starting point. And if that's where you are today, we have a, a place on the website on, on gaten.church slash connect where you can connect in with us. And we would love to talk to you. We'd love to pray with you and help you as you begin that journey. Um, if you're at a place in your life where, where today you just feel anxiety, you feel stress, um, you feel uh, that the, the future seems in doubt right now, this would be a, a very important time to, to go to the Lord and ask Him for help. Ask Him to help you as you, as you navigate those feelings. Help you as you struggle um, to come to a place of health and a, and a place of peace and a place of joy. And so I'll be praying for you in that and, and pray for us as, as we want to trust the Lord in that way as well. One other thing I would like to offer to you this week is this is a unique week. Uh, this is a unique Sunday. And we have um, new opportunities, new ways to connect. Uh, each day this week, I would love to be able to pray with you in the morning, uh, make that commitment to you uh, that I want to support you in your spiritual life. I want to support you in what God is doing. And so at 8 o'clock, throughout uh, this week, Monday through Saturday. I would love to be able to come online and live stream with you through uh, Facebook Live, a time of prayer where we can pray for you and encourage you and give you that opportunity um, to connect where I can be praying with you, you can be praying for me, and, and we can look to the Lord and say, God, um, unify us in you. Help us to know you better. Help us to trust you more. And so I would encourage you, these are amazing times. God put us here at this time, and he has, a, he has a very important task for us. That's to produce fruit that will last, to be uh, nurturing, healthy cultures within our homes, within our church, within our, our workplaces. That, and, and the way to do that is starting with our relationship to the Lord through prayer and commitment to him. And so I encourage you in that, and I encourage you too, that we are a family, we're partnered together, that we cannot do this without you. And obviously, as we don't gather today, uh, one of the things that allows us to function, for us to have staff, for us to do all the things that we do, is your financial support through your generosity. 
And so we want to remind you um, that you can go to the website. You can go to gaten.church slash give, and you can go through our, our tithely program and give today. If you'd like to send a check or you'd like to send in uh, your, your, your gift uh, physically, uh, if you go to the, the update, as you see on the, the page, there's an update. It'll give you information on our address where you can send that. But we appreciate that. Uh, we are thankful for the generosity of this church and what God has been doing. And we know that God has good things in store for us. The best is yet to come. Um, let us not be anxious in anything, but in all things, with our prayers and petition, petitions, make our requests known to the Lord. And that's what we want to do today and every day. Let His Spirit guide us. Let His Spirit lead us as we follow in obedience as His children, as He is our Father and he is the one that will do the great work. Let's talk to him. Let's, let's ask and see what he does. And I'll be praying for you this week. Uh, I hope that you have a new sense of joy, a new sense of peace, and that you will know that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Well, I hope you have a great week. We'll stay connected. God bless. Mm -hmm.